You're listening to Work Tape, episode 97. Welcome to the Work Tape Podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Grover. And with me again is Johnny Garcia, our co-host. How are you doing today, Johnny? Good. What's up, everybody? And uh, today we're going to get just right into it, you know, uh, ethical business practices. What an oxymoron. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, because no one talks about it. (laughs) Yeah, I think too many people are afraid of being shot, but not us. We want to tell the (laughs) truth. (laughs) Yes. It's always good to be honest, respectable, to have integrity, and to have good work ethic. No one likes to be lied to, especially when it comes down to someone spending X amount of dollars on a marketing plan or what have you. Yeah, it's not fun to be hustled. <laughs> no, it's not fun to be hustled. And uh, many of us, I think musicians of all people, of all artists, actually, even with visual art, it's the same situation. but. Because this is a podcast by and for musicians, we are known to, we're very used to being taken advantage of. Absolutely. I have been. Clearly, you have been. And I think I'm yet to meet one musician who has not been. And not only that, and by the way, when I say musician, I'm including vocalists as well. So I'm going to include you, but I might change the definitions later. But even the people who have supposedly made it, whatever that means, even they, I mean, more than anyone probably have been screwed over. I mean, you look at the likes of Michael Jackson and even the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles actually had probably one of the worst deals in music history. Yes. So that's that. But I think you have a wealth of ways to go about things the right way. Because you said you know what it's like. You know, you kind of do what you're told, right? Well, okay. I was told by a few people, oh, we can flip money through streams. Okay, cool. I'm down. Let me let me see what you're about. I personally did put money into this marketing plan. I did start seeing money come back. It wasn't flipping, but they kept pumping into my head. Don't worry, you're going to be flipping it. You're going to be flipping it. And I was at that point taking certain substances and doing certain things that were not of God and not good for you. So I believed them. I allowed myself to be naive and I allowed myself to be hustled. And so they were lying to me. They were telling me we can flip your money for the streams and this, this, and that. Now they were saying if I wanted to make quicker money to go and try to sell sell services. But it was at that point to where I was getting cool with curators already. So I was in my mind offering services, just putting a little bit of a dollar on it, or I would get free you know, playlisting back or whatever. But I was lying to these artists saying whatever money. Yeah, it's really messed up to even say, but, you know, straight up telling them whatever money you gave me will double that. There were artists that have spent $300, $500, $600 with me on these quote unquote DJ pools. And I've learned myself because I put myself into these quote unquote DJ pools. It really, there were bots, man. They were all, they, it was just all vanity streams. And mm-hmm. that is one of the reasons why I personally have rebranded myself as an artist because 
the old artist that I was was doing that was unknowingly running oh my gosh running bots to my Spotify and I am kind of moving around in my seat right now because it's a very embarrassing and an uncomfortable situation for me to even talk about because I don't know how many listeners are going to listen to this and robots are the one thing that everybody is made fun of with their numbers. And it is sad to say that a lot of my numbers are bots, but then a lot of them are organic and to be able to pick and choose which ones were organic from my last Spotify page would be absolutely ridiculous. And I just pay no attention to it. Now my new Spotify page, I know what I did wrong before. So the relationships that I did make in the past that I have been able to rekindle those curators and those certain marketers. Now I see the difference and oh my gosh, does it make a huge, huge difference? I mean, off of 30,000 streams, I've seen a hundred dollars on a song and before it'd be like 30,000 streams. I couldn't really tell you what the average of my song was because Half of my music was on botted playlists. Half of them were on real playlists. And these DJ pulls were all fake. So, yeah, hopefully y'all don't judge me too hard on that. But I was new to that side of marketing. And I was so clueless to it. And when I learned what that was is when I quickly just shut up and took the backseat on things. So you've changed a lot of the ways that you did things from when you first started. Absolutely. There are some things that I I am still doing, but I am no longer working with a thousand curators like I used to. Oh my, it's stupid. It's better to have a strong, solid, small circle of curators that pull in X amount of streams for your music. Well, I shouldn't say that pull, that help your music get seen so your music can then be introduced to that fan base and it's up to that fan base to stream your song. I mean, I'm on right now. This is a good example. I'm on a six hour playlist and there's probably like 700 songs on this playlist, but I have 500 streams from that playlist. That right there is me being put in front of a fan, a real fan base. And I'm pulling 500 streams from this one playlist alone. That is a six hour playlist. Since we're talking about ethical music business before, people were fake curators. I don't want to say curators, fake curators, because the fake curators give the real curators a bad name. You know, and shout out to those who I am working with. Uh, they prefer me not to give their names or anything, and I respect that. So, but shout out to them. The fake ones would have you on a playlist of like seven, eight. 13 tracks. Now, granted, there are some playlists I have been on with 13 tracks, and they're real because you can see by the numbers. But there's these other ones where you're like pulling 5,000 streams and you got 4,800 listeners backing that. That doesn't really sound right. I mean, if you're getting streamed 5,000 times, I mean, from what I'm noticing now, ethically, you should be on a playlist where if you're pulling 5,000 streams, you should really only be at like 1,500 listeners, 2,000 listeners, because those 2,000 people will stream you one, two, three times more. And that's how I've learned with my real ones. In many ways, it's about benefiting off of our turmoil and our pain, dude. This is about being vulnerable. We need to be able to do that. And if we don't cultivate 
a culture where we're transparent about our pitfalls and our downfalls, then I don't think we're going to grow well as a society if grow at all. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're helping. I mean, you're not obligated to tell us stuff you don't want to. My prerogative is not to force it out of you, even if I could. It's just, but, you know, I think it's important that if you feel comfortable, it really does benefit people. You know, that that is you're helping people out. It helps me out because then I, I feel more comfortable to be able to open up about stuff I've done in the past that didn't really help or that wasn't necessarily the best decision, but hopefully a lesson learned, right? And then you, you change it and you do something that is actually beneficial to society and is good, period. Oh, absolutely. I think most people have cut corners in their lives. I'm just going to say that. Yes. And that is the next thing I was going to say is, you know, with marketing, there's these companies out there that will give you $10 marketing. Please pump your brakes. <laughs> I've seen that before. Please pump your brakes. Do not spend that $10 on, on that marketing strategy because it is a fake marketing strategy. 10 streams for a thousand or a thousand streams for $10. Bro, like, just don't do it because you're going to mess up your Spotify platform. They won't ban you. They're not really kicking artists off. What I've noticed is artists just don't get certain radio stations that other artists do. And it's kind of prevalent to where you can notice, like my old Spotify page is not really, it looks bad compared to my new one. My new one looks really good. I mean, I have the radios and it's just like, man, you can really mess up your Spotify. Don't also work with a marketing team. They say they're a team, but they're charging you $250. Please pump your brakes. I mean, they're probably going to run a very small campaign for you. If they even run a campaign, they'll probably put you on one of their playlists that's with their inner circle. And I mean, they'll get you 13 to 100 real streams, but you're paying $250 for a marketing plan and you get 100 streams. I mean, at the end of the day, we could be mad at the marketing quote unquote team, or we can just be mad at ourselves that we didn't go and spend $1,500 on a marketing plan that will actually benefit your career in the long run. And I'm going to say this in a general consensus. People want to make it in music, but they don't want to spend $1,000. They don't even want to spend $100. But in my opinion, how are we as artists going to make it if we're going to be afraid to spend $1,000 because this industry is built off of money. And if we want to play this game right, we need to spend the money that these artists are spending. Now, the ROI is the one thing that everybody is scared of. But if you're scared of the ROI, you're not in this with your heart and soul. You're in this to to make a quick buck. If you're going to spend $1,500 on a marketing plan, at least have merchandise ready, at least have a website ready, have your Spotify optimized, have your YouTube page optimized. Because $1,500 with a real marketing plan can, oh my gosh, I mean... I've worked with young thugs and I can truthfully and honestly say this. Isaac has spoke to him over the phone. I mean, you know who I'm talking about, uh, you know, JT, we, we've done a couple of conversations with him over the phone and I've worked with him and he works with young thugs label 300 ENT. He works with money bag. Yo, that's just, you know, one of them just to kind of give you an idea of the field and the area that they work with. And these guys have a lot of money and he showed me what a true $1,500 to 
$15,000 marketing plan can do for an artist. And I've seen numbers from the back end. I've seen what a marketing plan pitch looks like and consists of. And when you're asking either an investor or you're looking to work with someone and you want to have a marketing plan, if you're going to go to a marketing team, they need to hit you with the marketing plan. So, you know, there's not a lot, but there's a lot of minor detail is what it is that goes into this. So nobody gets screwed at the end of it, because if you're spending $1,500 with the real marketing team, they can bring you back, you know, about eight to 10,000 for sure. So here's, you mentioned something about optimization. I truly believe that as artists, and I guess I say this emotionally, but I would say this is an educated guess because I am an artist. Artists are kind of in a name, they're artistic. And because we are artistic in our nature, I think we have this tendency to think with our emotions and not necessarily with logic. And a lot of us feel like we should just be able to put whatever amount of money and it'll just work out rather than spending the extra money, the extra dollar to be able to get to yield a better result, a considerably better result than wasting you know, your pennies. Because if you waste enough pennies, you kind of end up wasting a lot of money in the end when you could have just spent the extra dollar and got what you wanted and probably would exceed your expectations at that. And you know, I think you make some good points about that, dude. Yeah, absolutely. The reason why I was going with the word optimize is I don't believe that we as artists who often think on our emotions, I don't think we're optimized to think with a business mind. We, again, choose to go by our emotions and not look at it logistically or, you know, look at the charts. We have this tendency to, we actually have an aversion, most of us, to that. But um, we don't realize that if we just learn the business just a little bit, that would really uh, help a lot. And I will say this one thing, though. This is the one thing I think does get artists more than most things is that, sure, let's say that you're an artist who wants to put in the money. You know, let's say you don't want to be cheap. You're like, OK, fine. I realize I have to spend at least you don't have to pay to play. Right. You get it. Right. But how does an artist, how can he or she differentiate between a good investment and a bad investment? Because there are a lot of people who shout out you. And it can be difficult to sort through the mess of people who want your money versus people who really just want to help you out. In that case, it's not so much about not wanting to spend the money, but so much of I'm not sure who to trust. Uh, at that point, learn the ropes and market yourself. Do your topic of research. Figure out what target you want to attack. And then at that point, you will get a better idea of how to market that certain target of audience because every target of audience, I mean, music may be universal, but a song in Kansas and a certain merchandise may do really good in Kansas. But if you go over to Florida or say California, that certain song and piece of merchandise might not be for that target of audience. So if you're going to do this, you're going to have to learn how to do this on your own, how to find your target audience. And honestly, I know how to do all that stuff, so I wouldn't even mind giving the listeners one strategy that I have personally adapted to in my earlier stages of, quote unquote, marketing yourself. And it took me a little bit, but working with some serious marketing teams and working with some serious, successful people who are not afraid to give advice 
is the reason why I was able to figure out what was real and what was false. Figuring out what was real and what was false did take time and trial and error, correct? Yeah, man. It, I mean, short term, I learned music business in 2020. Long term, I've been doing music for 17 years. So I've really only understood the music business 2020. But from 2020 to 2021, I did not sleep. I put my nose to the book. I was on Google. I was reaching out to different marketing teams. I didn't see, I didn't know I was learning marketing while learning marketing. I had shot a music video, shout out to the music director, Big Lyric Entertainment. I shot this music video, Change from Apollo, and it was that song. I kept telling them, I feel like something's going to pop. Like, I can't do this nine to five thing forever. He was the one that told me, go home. If you want to make it, go do your research. From that night on, I just kept doing research. Within one year, I learned music business for free. Yeah, I sacrificed my energy and I sacrificed my sleep. During that time, I was bartending. So I was also going to work on four hours of sleep, three, two hours of sleep, sometimes no hours of sleep. I just had to make it. I had to learn the music business. But that was the price of admission. That sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, with sacrifice comes great reward, but also comes great responsibility. I had to learn time management. I had to learn all sorts of different times of like areas of management for my life at that point because there was lack of sleep. So I needed to learn time management. How long can I be up learning music business? Because Lord knows I can be up for three, four days learning music business and saying, forget sleep. Just keep giving me coffee. We're good. We're going at this, you know, so it's also in those moments when we are lacking sleep, when we make a stupid business move. So there's always that room for it. You need rest, but also learn, learn, learn. And like, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but just keep learning, keep researching how you want to make it, how the others have made it and what they did and mirror that. True words. But don't be afraid to be hustled along the way. But if an individual is going to spend $500 on a little small marketing plan and they don't see the numbers and they're pissed off, they, they only seen 50 bucks, 100 bucks back from that. I'm going to tell you, I told you so. Not to be mean, but I told you so. Either learn how to do it yourself, learn Google ads by yourself, learn Facebook, Instagram ads by yourself, learn how to boost a post, not just boost a post by clicking the blue button, but like jumping on the Facebook business manager side and running an ad. And we can talk about conversions. We can talk about running traffic and how to do that and how to run traffic from Instagram to Spotify and boost your monthly listeners without even getting you on a playlist. And we could talk literally about all that and these are the things that I had to learn along the way. Just take of it as me spending $25,000, $35,000 on a music career in three years, giving you $35,000 of personal experience and what I had to go through. And no, I have not seen $35,000 back because I've been hustled because I decided to make wrong marketing moves. And here we are now. Snap, dude. Well, you're about to help a lot of people out. I can tell you that much. And, you know, your desire to share that with people is, I mean, that's ethical within of itself. And that's important that people get things. And, you know, you're not going to encourage them to be lazy. Here's the crazy thing. And here's probably one of the biggest takeaways, aside from the stuff that you just mentioned, is that even if you gave away all of your knowledge to these people, they're not going to get anywhere if they don't learn themselves. They're still going to have to hit the books on their own. Absolutely. Because nothing trumps experience. And the industry moves so fast. 
Yes, it's always changing. <laughs> yes, your your scripts for your ads are completely different today than they were a year ago, especially for music. And that's something that you learned. Oh, I, oh yeah, I learned if you didn't keep up with the script writing for your ads, you're going to be left yesterday because scripts change every single day. And especially for music, because music is a, if you don't catch someone and with this day and age and AI and all that, if you don't catch someone within a millisecond, you have lost a fan. That's very true. Well, I'm looking forward to you helping our listeners becoming more independent artists and, and uh, artists and bands. I'm glad that you know this stuff. It really is a huge help to all of us. And, you know, I look forward to having the three of us at minimum, right? Because we'll see what Christina and uh, Jeff are doing. <laughs> we might have like just a huge group of people. But for now, we'll just kind of do the Mitch, John and me type thing. And I'm looking forward to that. One quick one. If you're going into a, a meeting with a marketing team or a, another business and they're not giving you everything or they're stuttering and they're not attempting to give you what they use and how they use it which they don't need to give their secret sauce. But if they're not giving any kind of sauce, I wouldn't even dip the chip in it, bro. Save it. Just walk out. They're doing something they feel that we could do on our own and they don't want to let you know about it. And that right there is an unethical practice. Marketing team needs to be transparent. They need to be honest and they need to have open communication. Right. Because if they have something to hide, then they're not worth your time, I don't think. Absolutely not. If they have something to hide, then why am I working with you? So what if you give me your piece of information? So what if I go home and Google your piece of information? I just want to know that you're telling me the truth. It's not like I'm going to go behind your back and use that company, God forbid, because I mean, I get blacklisted and that's all that. That right there is a whole other episode. Let's not get blacklisted. <laughs> People do not get blacklisted. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know about that too, a little bit. So uh, that would be good. I don't think we'll do it this next one, but like that is definitely up for topic later. Yes, because it's hard to come back from that blacklist. If you can come back from that if. blacklist. Yes, if. I mean, you better have the powers of God behind you if you're trying to come Well, back. I'm going to continue praying. That's for sure. <laughs> but John, no, it's great having you. I'm looking forward to you know future episodes and going more through uh, music business and, and marketing, as well as just being an artist and just being more independent because... This podcast is about transparency. Yes, it's about the news. It's about the reviews. It's about opinion. But it really is about becoming more self-sufficient and being less dependent on people who really don't have your best interest in heart. So that's what we're about here. Honesty and that. And just our ridiculous opinions. Because what fun is a podcast without differing beliefs and opinions? Yes. <laughs> But um, no, it was great having you. Uh, we're looking forward to hopefully having Mitch back the next episode. And uh, Johnny, have a good day, man. You too. Peace. All right. Uh, that was this edition of the Work Tape Podcast. You guys take care and we'll be with you shortly. Peace. Peace.